Hello, and welcome to another episode of Life in the Ted Lane. I'm your host, Ted Harris, here with my loving big sister, Lindsay. Hello. Today, I want to talk about all things about Halloween and all things about autism. I'd like to say that this episode is brought to you by Alatu, the best recording podcasting in the world and for, and for easy to use. Yeah, we're today we are testing Alatu. And the goal, the goal is for Lindsay to keep her little grubby hands to herself and not get in Ted's way and tell him what to do. Ted is going to do this all by himself today. All right. We'll talk about last Halloween. Last Halloween, we have a visit from the bane of my existence, <sighs> Uncle Scary. Uh, unfortunately, we recorded our Halloween special, Uncle Scary's Halloween special. Believe me, he's just a force we reckon with. Unfortunately, we spent too much time working on it, and we had timid time constraints. As well, we had to cut a few quarters, and here are some results. Our scan for life in the Ted Lane, and today I'm at Pumpkinland in, in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. Pumpkinland where? Pumpkinland at Linville Orchards in, in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. Linville oh. Orchards? I love that place. Thank you, Lindsay, and we see a lot of great scarecrows. We saw some some pumpkins that looked like celebrities. Uh-huh. There's some scarecrows of three little pigs. Yeah. And Cinderella. Mm-hmm. I never got the idea of Cinderella kissing a snake. We're her parents. Teddy, she didn't kiss a snake. What are you talking? Oh, Cinderella. Cinderella dressed in yellow. Went downstairs and kissed her fellow. By mistake, she kissed a snake. How many doctors did it take? Well, one. So, for some reason, this is like the the international lodestone of the place to go to bring your child, to sit your child on top of a pile of pumpkins and then take a photo of them. And the ridiculous thing is there's signs all over the place that say, please do not climb or sit on the pumpkins. Pumpkins bruise easily. But what does everybody do, Ted? They, they put their kids in pumpkins, they take a picture. There's grown adults sitting on top of piles of pumpkins. And it's like, what are you trying to convince people? Like, oh, look how rustic I am? Wow. It's ridiculous. Okay. There's Snow White right there. Yep, Snow White with who? The Seven Dwarves. Exactly. Are you going to take a picture? Yep. Who's that, Ted, next to her? A giant scarecrow. Of? Right in. Yep. And lay her dumpy mm-hmm. and pure 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 pumpkin beetles. Now here's the scary ones. Who are these? Uh, Who are these people here? There's a haunted house. There's Frankenstein. There's Dracula. Dracula looks like who, Ted? The Count. Yeah. So, Teddy, what about these here? What about what about these these figures that are sort of gray and shadowy? Oh, those were they're painted here. Richard Crosby was early selling her with the temper of bad pigs. Still tries to find his pig with missing Margaret Appletree. Ooh. So I guess he's a ghost? Yep. And the ghost what of a- Indiana Hannah. Indian Hannah. Well known, regarded as one of the last Lenape healers to inherit original travel, Inhabit. Uh, travel mm-hmm. lands to her death. Sad to wander in these fields or herbs and briskets. Baskets. What about the big one in the middle, Ted? Well, Who's that? That's Blackbeard. What does it say? Blackbeard, well known, pirate rumored to frequent Mistress House Margaret Hook, looking for his head in gold. Yep. Margaret Mike. Margaret Matson. Tried- Margaret Matson trafficked with Trevor in 1683. Still looks for justice. So, do you want me to tell you the story about Margaret Matson? Because I know it. What? Margaret Matson lived in the Ridley Park area. 
before it was Ridley Park, she was a Swedish settler who spoke either no English or very little English. And the people who lived next door to her wanted her, the people who lived on the farm next door to her wanted her property. So they said that she had put spells on their cows and she couldn't really protest because they, there was a language barrier. So William Penn himself came down from Philadelphia to try her because they knew that there had been witch trials in Massachusetts that had gone horribly badly for everybody. So they didn't want that happening in Philadelphia. So he came down to try her himself. And what they said was, um, they asked her a bunch of questions and they said, one of the questions they asked was, do you ever ride a broom? And she didn't understand what they meant by that. So she said, yes. And what they did was they had her pay for a bond that was $50, which was obviously a lot of money in those days. She had to pay a $50 bond against not behaving like a witch for a year. And at the end of the year, if she hadn't behaved like a witch at all, she got her $50 back. Mm -hmm. So she did eventually get justice, but you know, it's sort of a, it's a weird, it's a weird Pennsylvania story, which I love. Yep. And who's the other one on the right there? Sandy Flash, James Fitzpatrick, Gal Outlawed Revolution, died in Chester, the Gals failed. The sales teacher raised Chester. Died in Chester after the gallows failed. What do you what do you, do you know what that means if the gallows failed, Ted? He didn't get the gallows. It means that they tried to hang him and It did work. Yep. And who's that big guy on the right there? Hi. Teddy, who's the who's the big guy on the, the right? Jersey Devil. A legendary monster from the Pine Barrens that terrified local communities for the 250 years. There have been sightings of the monster, tales of his exploits. Pretty cool, huh? And Moggy. Moggy at Moggy's Ford, where Dalton Road crosses the creek, hubs are foggy nights. Moggy. Mm, we're going to have to look up Moggy. Right. Teddy, what is this one? Teddy, what is that? that monument say right there? There's no monument for several horses here as Banger burned. So rides of towns, the old neighborhoods, the sound of the hoopies, the horn, carried of the wind. All right. We are out the side of this fountain. Fountain made a pass and all that. It's very pretty. There's a fountain. Yep, there's a fountain. And there's there's a lot of school groups here. A lot of school groups come here and all that. Yep. And there's many pumpkins as you see here. Lots and lots of pumpkins. And there's a school group going through here. Mm-hmm. This is actually erected a long time ago, in the mid-1700s. Well, maybe we should look up the history when we get home, Ted. Yeah, it was erected by the Linville family. Well, Linville, not Linville. 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 And so at the market, Lindsay bought some apples and some, and some cider donuts. Yes, I got cider donuts, which are always, they always go fast. Yep. We didn't buy any pumpkin pie, but they have great pie here. They have great pie here. It's great for things. It's a great place to see. It's great in spring and all that. That's great Christmas time. It's a great place to take children with. It's a great for a place to be. So thank you. I know it's not the best, but we tr- we try to do our best. If you're ever out in Delaware County, come to La Villa. They have great pie cookies. They have great Christmas shop. There's a lot of great stuff for the kids. They also have a great, a great petting zoo and a lot of great stuff. And now for Muppet News. D3 to host anniversary celebration, Muppet Christmas Crowd Museum of the Movie Image in New York. Teddy, what, what's D23? Disney 23. What is it? 
That's the Disney Magazine and their blog. Okay. As I was saying, it's, uh, Disney 2023 is to host the anniversary celebration of Muppet Christmas Carol at the Museum of the Movie Image in New York. The official the Disney fan club in the New York of the Movie Image will celebrate 30 years of Muppet Christmas Carol on November 13, 2022. Special screaming and access to the incredible the Jim has ambition to get up close to Muppet magic. Yes, we'll get to see all the stuff they did in the movie. All right. Also in Muppet News, many Muppet series will, will nomination for the first annual Children's and Family Emmy Awards. The National Academy of, De- of National Television Arts and Sciences announced that now is is at, uh, for Children's and Family Emmy Awards and many Henson related directly and indirectly received nominations. The Children's Family Emmy Awards will be presented on Saturday, December 10th and Sunday, December 11th at the Wilshire Emble Theater in L.A. Right now, I would like to talk about last Halloween. <sighs> Wait, last ho- Halloween 2021? 2022. 2022, okay. We had a visit from Uncle Scary, and we, we, had, we did his horror special. It's like a big production number. You know, it wouldn't be Halloween if, if Uncle Scary hadn't overdid it. His motto is make your work match the motto match the, mo- the Godfather. If four Wait a minute, his motto is what? Your work should match the Godfather. Your work should match the Godfather. Your work should match the quality of the Godfather. Okay. We have four groups of trick or treaters. Then it began to rain. That night they skipped the Phillies game. They had to stack that opportunity on the <sighs> Go Phillies. Okay, we had some rain. It was a school night, and it was a school night. Now, I want to talk about some audience news. Today marks the 20th anniversary of Sunshine 2. It's performed by a local independent theater company. It's also autism in the struggles. It combines speech, sign language, and pantomime. Where can people find more information about that? They can find them on the Elwood blog, or they can find them on the Vanguard blog, or they can find it on phillytheater.com on Facebook. It's also the 50th anniversary of Kids of the Block. For those who younger remember, Kids of the Block is a puppet show. All the puppets have intellectual disabilities. It started in 1970 and going strong for 50 years. There's a lot of people have a lot of the pups either have autism or have intellectual disabilities. It's, it's been quite amazing. But now we'd like to talk about other parts about autism. In Scientific American, it states that stimming and it's not possible to make autistic people act the way they want to. Wait a minute. Um, that it's not possible? Uh, or that it's not. Do you need the article? I need the article. So, Ted, tell us about the Scientific American article that you read. This was written by Claudia Wallace on December 1st, 2022. The article is coming from the future! Well, 
She began reporting on autism 15 years ago, and therapists would talk about achieving the optimal outcome for children on the autism spectrum. What they meant is changing class behaviors associated with the condition, suppressing repetitive actions such as hand flapping, drawing young kids being eye contact, person speech, and social interactions. Only the children would no longer meet the diagnosis criteria of autism. This elusive goal that only tiny percent would teach. It is widely seen as wrong minded. Okay, Ted, pause for a moment. Can you just give us the, the summary? Like, just tell people can go and read the article on their own. We'll put a link in the show notes. But can you tell us tell us what I re- I read the article to you earlier. Can you tell me what you got out of it? I told that these things are rare and that it's wrong to make make autistic people their image. It's wrong to make autistic people their image. I think that's no, that's an interesting way to to describe it, Ted. You said it's wrong to make autistic people live in their image. Yeah. Like, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Well like there are certain behaviors that autistic people do. Have flapping, talk to themselves, poor eye contact, stiving is okay, just in a healthy manner that that autistic people should not, that autistic people should be re- respected and give the dignity they deserve and and basically they do their things in their way. Exactly. I think that's a good way to summarize it. The other thing is that there were a couple of behaviors that they said that autistic people should be trained out of. Can you remember what they said? Pacing. Now, pacing wasn't one of them. They talked about behaviors that could hurt them or others. Mm-hmm. You never, you never did any of those behaviors. You would throw a temper tantrum sometimes when you were very young. They should re- refrain from temper tantrums or reckless behavior or deploy weapons or a reckless behavior. Well, one of the behaviors was head banging. Head banging. Do you know anybody that did that? Do you know any autistic people that ever did that? Not that I know of. Yeah, but. Some autistic people do do that, and it's it's a good idea to get autistic people not to do that because it can be very harmful. If you ever see the movie Welcome Home, Jelly Bean, um, the boy had an autistic sister. Basically, she was totally messed up, and she would often bang her head at night on the headboard. Oh, I forgot that was a movie. I remember reading the book. Did she have autism, or did she have something else? I think she was... She thinks she has some kind of mental disorder. Yeah. It was like autism. She had something. She had some kind of, of particular condition, and we don't remember what it was because that movie, it was, it was a movie, Ted? It was a well, it was an after-school special. Got it. Okay. I remember reading the book, and I loved that book. Welcome Home, Jellybean is a great book. Yeah. I loved it. There's also another book, My Brother Who Has Autism. It's about a boy who has an autistic brother. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's a great book to read for why, pe- why people do what they do and what they do. At the end, the boy accepts his autistic brother. Brother calls him Xander because his brother's name is Alexander. Mm-hmm. So he liked the name. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Ted, do you remember in the movie Welcome Home, Jellybean? I, that book sounds really interesting, and I'd like to read it. Mm-hmm. I want to see if I can find it. But um, a, a question I have about the movie version of Welcome Home, Jellybean, because I never saw the movie, but I remember this from the book. The boy was learning to play piano, mm-hmm. and also he had a book report for school that was very, very important. Yeah. And in the book... Warning, spoilers for Welcome Home, Jellybean, which everybody should read. He uh, he had a book report for school that was really important. Was this in the movie, too? 
Yes. And she took all the labels off of the canned food in their pantry and glued it on the pages of his book report. Oh. And do you remember why she did it? She wanted to make what president. Exactly. So she had really good intentions. So what do you think a therapist would tell her about gluing things into his book report? I think it's inappropriate, wrong, because he had the book report to do. Yeah, he needed that book report for school. This reassessment doesn't mean that early intervention is any less important for young children diagnosed with autism. As in the past, therapy should aim to remediate the defining impairments of the condition, which includes challenges, communication, and establishing social relationships, as reduce harmful and destructive behaviors such as headbanging and tantrums. Mm-hmm. But today, an optimal outcome will depend on the abilities and desires of the individual, the person's family, or not necessarily emphasize conforming to typical behavior. Okay. For example, therapists need not focus on changing behaviors that are essentially harvest. Dawson cites the case of a teenager who told the therapist he no longer wanted to work on sustaining eye contact. That should be okay, she says. If you think about people who know, there are those who make a lot of eye contact, others make less. Sincerely, she adds... It's so rocks back and forth because it makes them feel calmer. All of your our society should be accepting of different ways of being in the world. So I think that's really interesting. When you were little, when you were a little tiny child, you had a little bit of trouble with, well, you had, you didn't like to make eye contact. Mm. Do you want to tell everybody about the game that mom used to play with you? Tell everybody. Oh, you want me to tell it? Yeah. I want you to tell it. It's cute. Uh, mom had a game with making eye contact what she would do is she would hold you and she would say look at my eyes yes and when you looked at her eyes what would she say i love you it was a great game wasn't it yep and because so many times kids are told look at me when i'm talking to you so they think that there's a punishment associated with looking people in their eyes but In your case, it was, look at my eyes. I love you. And she would give you a big hug and a kiss. Yeah. And I think you liked it. So now you're you're pretty good with eye contact. Mm -hmm. Does it bother you when I ask you to make eye contact with me? Um, little. Okay. Do you want me to ease up on that? Well, yeah. Okay. I will. I promise. Um, I'm fine. But you know, I'm going to have trouble learning. I'm going to, there's going to be a learning curve. You know that, right? I guess so. Okay. All right. So, um, do we... Oh, you know what, Ted? There was another important piece of Muppet news that we didn't talk about. All right. Was it? Get your cares away. Oh, it's also an anniversary of Fraggle Rock. No, it's not just... Well, it's not that, Ted. What's coming up for... Fraggle Rock is doing a special holiday special Mm -hmm. called Look the Light. Mm Mm-hmm. It's gonna have Uncle Charlie Mac coming back. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna talk about the lights and different holiday celebrations. Anyway, Uncle Charlie Mac discovers other holidays like Hanukkah and Kwanzaa during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And also, also the girl looks for a sprocket who gets lost. Also, there's another Muppet holiday special done on Disney Channel where the Muppets look for Santa. Which one is that? It's it's on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus. We're gonna have to check that out. All right, and I think there's probably another Sesame Street holiday special. I know that every year you really like to watch Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Yep. Also, they did or Sesame Street holiday specials, Sesame Street Christmas Carol with, with Oscar the Grouch as a Scrooge like meanie, 
and Elmo Saves Christmas. It has Elmo Saving Christmas. It also introduced Lightning the Reindeer, and it had uh, Charles Sterling as Santa, Harvey Farsi as Easter Bunny. Oh my gosh. Harvey uh, Firestein is the Easter Bunny. That's brilliant. And Dr. Maya Angelou. Dr. Maya Angelou? Yep. And what did she play? She was the narrator. That's wonderful. Uh, special appearance by Boys and Men. Boy, that sounds exciting. We we need to find that episode so we can tell everybody how they can watch it. And we got a Sesame Street special that talks about the early days of Sesame Street when Sesame Street was so nice and pleasant. And then the Stranger album talks about how important to be kind and good. Yeah. So, Ted, what else did we want to talk about in this episode? Um, I think we should wrap this up now. Okay. So, if you are interested... Oh, by the way, everybody, Ted, tell them about the PodCraft interview. The PodCraft interview that we did. Do you remember... Or that I did. Do you remember that? Oh, Lindsay had an appearance with... Go ahead. I did an interview on PodCraft, which is the official podcast of the podcast host. I did an interview about how we make Life in the Ted Lane and how Ted works on the show and his workflow, what he does to make the show come together. Oh, good. All of Ted's production responsibilities that he does. Thanks. So you can hear that anywhere that you get your podcasts. The show is called PodCraft. And I don't I can't remember what episode number it is, but it's up there. It's either the most recent episode or it's back a couple. Okay, I think we should wrap this up now. Yep, we should wrap this up now. But that's it for our show. If you have any questions, you can and leave them on 6663 Productions. What's on our, our website is what, Ted? 6663productions.com. 6630productions.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can also see my puppets on YouTube. Just search Ted Harris Puppets Station Club. You can check us out at any time at Apple Podcasts. You can also write us a review on Podchaser. We are now at 250 downloads. And we want to say thank you to all our listeners. Well, that's it for now. I'm Ted Harris, and what is going to recycle your garbage and save the treat. Thank you. Bye. Life in the Ted Lane. Is created by Ted Harris of Harris Productions in association with 6630 Productions, featuring Ted Harris, co hosted by Lizzie Harris Priel, music by Vincent Priel, sound recording by Lizzie Harris Priel. The producers acknowledge this was created on land of the Lenape Nation that is created by cognitively challenged people. For more information about Lenape people, visit LenapeNation.org. For more information about this show, visit 663productions.com.